Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.35 at Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer joining you. You can text us on our Heartland Ford text line, and the chiseler has texted us. Let's cut to the chase here, Bob. This text will definitely suck the life out of you. Love the effort in San Jose, but the current makeup of the team is not enough. Hitch will fix the Oilers because he's going to coach them hard, not a judgment on McClellan, who I loved. This is not an indictment on you, but I heard you're heading to Huntington Beach Pier uh, to reflect upon circa 1986-87 celebrity drinking days. Any truth to that out from the Chiseler? <laughs> and the Chiseler and myself had an infamous night at the, uh, it was called the Desert uh, Place Plaza. And there was a comedy club, and uh, we bumped into Robin Williams one night. Had a great night. He was an <laughs> unbelievable guy, and he treated, you know what, the best people treat the nobody's just as good as they treat anybody else. Craig Simpson knows what I'm talking about because he talks to a nobody every Wednesday on Oilers Now. How are you, Craig? I'm all right. Do you remember the evening at least? Oh, 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 yeah. I I remember. (laughs) One day I'll tell you the story. Okay. I I going to plead the fifth, but uh, he played back-to-back Friday nights at this comedy club, and this is when Robin Williams... It was really before he became a mainstay. Like, he'd done, you know, Popeye yeah. or whatever it was. But it was before Good Morning Vietnam. Like, And he was sort of in between that stage. And I would suggest to you that he, I don't know if he could have been funnier. Like, he was well, I just... Well, I, uh, I was about, uh, I think I was 13 or so. And we as a family were in uh, L.A. and went to the pilot uh, of Mork and Mindy. So first real uh, feeling yep. of what uh, genius uh, Robin Williams was. He was just hilarious and basically did a comedy stint the entire time. He taught me a great lesson in humility uh, because just of how he, you know, treated myself and the Chiseler on back-to-back Friday nights. <laughs> Sounds good. It was, it was, and you know what? The point I would make is 
the best people treat other people really well. And I mean, you okay. played with a guy. You played. You played with a guy who you were at his place when he got traded from Edmonton yeah. to L.A. But I mean, for the listeners that don't know this, I mean, Wayne Gretzky doesn't care if it's Connor McDavid or if it's Kevin Gravel. If it's Brad Harrison, who's you know part of the the training staff, or Bob Stoffer, or Jack Michaels, or yeah. Daryl Cates, he treats everybody the same way, and that's that's kind of what makes people special. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Hey, you got anything you to know? talk about today? Uh, well, I guess we should get to it. <laughs> uh, uh, yesterday was hard. Yeah. Um, the move. Uh, here's the thing. It was a tough day. And people will say, and I look, I'm not stupid. I know what's out there for the fans. A lot of the fans, Craig, are saying, look, it wasn't Todd McClellan's yeah. fault, but it was his problem. Uh, but if you're going to make the move that they made, first of all, give me your thoughts on the firing of Todd and conversely the hiring of uh, Ken Hitchcock. Yeah, I, I think, I, I don't think there's any question that the team was in a, a, a place where if I were. You know, part of a group, I'd say something's not right. They're going back to the problems that they had last year. They they do need a little bit of a change. And I know the fans, and rightly so, would be saying, you know, Peter's got to take the brunt of that responsibility. And there there has to be some personnel, you know, finger scratches and go, why did you do this? Why did you do that? But the reality, Bob, is that uh, firing the general manager right now does nothing to change the product on the ice. And... I think the clear message was don't let this season get away. Uh, they felt, uh, obviously, that they, they needed a change, a different voice, a different scheme. I actually was quite not, not surprised that something was done on Todd. I was really surprised when Hitch's name came up. But in the aftermath, it's, it's absolutely the perfect scenario because there's no question that Peter is on call right now. And... You know, this year is going to be deciding whether he's gone at the end of it. So you're not going to bring in somebody uh, for a long term. Nobody's going to, you know, be clamoring for a job when the general manager they know is under the gun and could be gone at the end of the year. And Hitch is a perfect, you know, Hitch, I, I think he's exactly what this group needs right now. Uh, Bob, how many weeks in a row? Have I talked to you about the lack of defensive battle yes. and responsibility and bad sticks and poor reads and getting outworked for the puck? So in that regard, Hitch actually is the perfect uh, short-term solution to try to change that. And I, I think Hitch said all the right things yesterday. Uh, he, you know, he, he said them, but he also said them. He knows what situation is there for him. He knows that. It's about him coming in and making immediate change and trying to make an impact. He's not clamoring, trying to say the right thing to get a long-term deal. He's going in saying, you know what, what a great challenge for a guy who's had an amazing coaching career to come back to, to Edmonton and get an opportunity to coach this team. I think it's a great challenge for him. And, you know, all in all, I actually think it, it might be something that ends up being a really good spark and changing the way this team plays and give them a chance to do something come playoff time. Agree or disagree with this statement? Good offense stems from the right structure of offense defensively. Oh, totally. I, I think, you know, the hardest thing to uh, convince young players, you know, whether you're coaching a peewee team uh an AJHL team, a minor league team, or an NHL team. You know, you, you you preach it, preach it, and try to instill it, saying, you know, that, that good defensive play creates so much offense because you stifle other teams when they 
when they think they've got the upper hand, they attack. Now they get caught. And uh, I think all good teams, you know, are not necessarily, especially in today's fast-moving game, are not all boring teams that, that play stifling defense. It's just understanding that being in the right place in your own zone and having that good stick that turns the puck over and then use your speed and then use your talent on the other end is where you'll drive success. And, uh, you know, I think far too long you've heard uh, times here where they say, oh, this is a really skilled team. Well, skill doesn't do anything if you don't functionally do it properly on the ice. And I I think that's what uh, Hitch, you know, anybody who's played with Hitch or covered him, over the course of his career knows that you know that is the taskmaster master uh, part of his personality and his coaching style and i think it's quite frankly exactly what this team needs right now well uh yeah i mean again if they're gonna do it you know he's the guy to do it and the other part of the equation on a short-term deal and it's it's pretty simple right if if can i mean it's almost a can't lose situation for kent because oh, for sure. Yeah, because right. you know, he, he has an easy out at the end. If it doesn't totally work, you know, you knew it was going to be a challenge. Uh, Peter will probably be gone. There'll be new people in, and, you know, it'll be a new uh, regime. Yeah, yeah, like, like you so, sit there and look at it and go, okay, so the number one goal is got. Right. The number one goalie has got an 888 save percentage. That's not going to continue for Cam Talbot. Okay, uh, if he could, he's gonna. It's it's pretty. My guess is the orders, and they haven't been bad in shot suppression, but my guess is they're going to continue down that. We might have lower event games under Ken, which yep. is not to say there won't be his teams can score. That's oh. that's what needs to be stated. But they can score because they can score off the rush because they've got some transition in place from their structure defensively. Yeah, and you know what? I, I, I read a few things of people saying, well, he won't be good for McDavid. He won't be, he'll be stifling. I, I would say absolute bull to that. Uh, you know, the one thing he will do, and you saw it already, and I think you mentioned it in your first half hour, is and, and you and I have talked about this at great length, is, yeah. is give people a role. And he'll create a line that has one role and one role only. And He'll ride his big guys. He'll give them extra shifts. He'll throw them in at the time when you need it. So if I'm a if I'm a top player, if I'm Drysaitel and McDavid, I just know. Listen, I'm going to become a better player because I'm going to be pushed harder to do the things that make you a good player and play a 200 foot game. But man, when I'm going, he's a guy that's not afraid to shorten the bench. He's a guy that's not afraid to. You know, when it's five nothing and you got a five on three, make sure you get another one. You know, to to end this game. So, right. uh, I, I would call bull on that one, saying he's going to stifle their offense. I think he's going to do exactly what he feels this team needs, and that's they got to learn how to play without the puck and be a much much harder team to play against. And if you can do that and do it collectively as a group, I, I think then the offense will really start to, to be comfortable and uh, and start to flourish, especially when you've got two of the best players in the game. Yeah, well, I, and now two of the top seven scorers in the league, yeah, by the way. We're joined totally. by Craig Simpson from Hockey Night in Canada. Um, so Hitch comes in. Uh, if they make the playoffs, the fans will go, well, it was Hitch. <laughs> and if they don't make the playoffs, they'll say the team was flawed and it's it's on Peter. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of how this scenario because because you know I think most of the fans still think Todd McClellan's a good coach. On that note, if Todd wants to coach again, and I I, I think this last year and a bit was hard on Todd. 
because yep. you know some things got taken away from him, and it was uh, you know he changed out his staff, and and really, I mean, the team four of the last five games of the McClellan regime, there was dead spots for twenty to twenty five minutes in the game. So you understood yep. the perspective of where Shirelli was coming from, but conversely, you can make an argument while well, the team was what it was. Do you believe if he wants to be an NHL head coach again that he'll be an NHL head coach again? Yeah, I would think so, and uh, I think he'll want to be an NHL coach. Uh, I think he had to come into this year with a bit of, you know, an uneasy stomach, uh, knowing what yeah. had happened. And he even said it. It's a, it's an absolute rarity that the entire other part of the coaching staff is gone and the head coach is still back. So, uh, I think he knew that it was going to be a short leash to start the year. I think. He'll be a good coach. Uh, I would be totally shocked if he doesn't want to continue to be one. He's a young guy, uh, but you're right. It, this has been a frustrating, you know, last year and a half anyway. So uh, I, I don't think it's necessarily a terrible thing to take a little time, to take a little reflection, to, you know, recharge the batteries and, and see what happens. As, you know, it's interesting this year. It's a very different year. As you know, last year, during the regular season at least, no coaches were fired. It's like the right. first time since expansion. So we're back to sort of the old NHL where teams are getting itchy, owners are getting nervous, and general managers yep. are under the gun. And it's not an unusual thing to have happen like we've seen over the last couple of, couple of weeks here in the NHL. All right, so let's talk a bit about the deployment. So he, you know, um, he's had a reputation of liking a big, heavy line. In St. Louis, that line was Upshaw, Brodziak, and Reeves. Now, that was deployed not as a fourth line. People say, well, that was their fourth line because they played the same amount of minutes as the third line did in St. Louis. Right. Uh, last night, it was Lucic, Brodziak, and Cassian. Uh, and, and I've had people say to me all year, uh, Zach Cassie needs to play hard. That was the Oilers' third line last night. Uh, what did you think of the deployment of that unit? Well, I, I think it's true, and I, I've I've always been a real proponent of, you know, challenging guys to to play a role and understand why they're in the lineup and what they need to do. And you know, there's an old saying with coaches is you you put all your problems together, <laughs> and you know, when you've got guys that are really struggling, you say throw them together on a line and get them to start. You know, you can't feel sorry for yourself. And if you've got another guy that scored one goal in the last 20-something games and another guy who's struggling to find his way, sometimes that trio starts to bond together and starts to play for each other. And, you know, I, I think Hit said a couple of things that I, I really, truly believe as a, you know, as a team mantra is you, you've got to start playing for each other, not not with each other, and and that does make a big difference. And you know, I, I think that that's uh, something that he'll try to instill. And you know, Hitch Hitch is a uh, a perfect short term coach because he does drive the guys crazy after a while with the way he acts. But but that's exactly the perfect scenario for him right now. And in those short terms, you know, he has changed the way a lot of teams have played and he's made them better and he's made them harder to play against and he's made them more organized and so you know it is kind of ironic as i said it was a bit of a shock to me but i i do think under the circumstances he'll have a good impact and he's he's the right guy in in this time to try to turn things around for all of the criticism that was you know i did not we had to have a technically superior sounding show yesterday because we were taking calls and the venom from the fans yeah and i and i know what the fans were saying and who they're pointing the finger at but for all of that 
So it's kind of ironic because the Oilers do have a group of prospects coming, finally. Uh, and they might be a year to a year and a half away. So, you know, Peter Shirelli and, and, and Keith Kretzky take a look at it, and Edmonton's got Ethan. I mean, I got guys texting the show right now, Craig, saying, just get Ethan Bear or just get Caleb Jones. And, and I know the Oilers like William Lagason long-term, too, as a third-pairing guy. Just get one of those guys up here and get this guy out of lineup on the fence. And, but yeah, I want to talk about Paul Yarby because Hitch likes big players. And you have to know the conversation occurred with Paul Yarby on Paul Yarby with Peter Shirelli, that deployment. Uh, could you envision Hitch sticking to his guns and saying, this guy's playing here and that's just the way it's going to be? Like, would he tell, uh, you know, maybe Ryan Nugent Hopkins, hey, that's going to be part of your responsibility here at some stage? Could you see that happening? Well, I, I think you're you're in a bit of a different scenario again with a short term. I, I'm sure part of those discussions and... Quite frankly, I'm sure that's why things didn't happen so quickly, you know, right after Sunday night's games, because there would have been a lot of um, discussion back and forth for Hitchcock saying, well, listen, I'll come in, but I know what my thing is going to be here. So I got to have some strength and I got to have some decision making. Uh, I, I think for Pugliarvi, and I was just going to say, because you're, you're saying developing some young players, I think it's really important. And we've talked about this before. Yes. To, to put money, to put effort, to put systems, everything into your American Hockey League team. And I think at times, you know, not that it, it's been left alone, but probably hasn't been, you know, propped up as much as it needs to. And I, I think that's the cornerstone of all good franchises is to be able to have that American League team humming and really starting to play well and play the same way that the, the the NHL team does. So I wouldn't be surprised if you let Pugliarvi and Yamamoto and guys play a little longer down there, see what you got here, let, you know, Hitch will want to know what his guys have here and what they don't have. And so I, I think it's probably, you know, the end of the road trip and the start coming back here. But I, I don't think or I'm sure that there has been discussion of, you know, what should be our game plan? Should we be having him up here by mid-December, and then we got to give him a real good run to see if he can be a player? We are joined by Craig Simpson from Hockey Night in Canada. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Uh, so when you uh, coached again, I mean, in, in Hitch's case, you know he always wanted to, I mean, he's from here. He grew up. Yeah. going to Claire Drake's practices, right? Yeah. Like, he, he's an Edmonton guy. You know he wanted to coach the team as well. I, I, I can tell you it's my belief that it was a burr in his saddle that he never got an opportunity here before when he came in with some of those other teams. I and agree. he took it. Would you agree with that? Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's got to be elated at the opportunity, even though it's not the easiest, uh, you know, it's going to be a challenge. This is a guy, I mean, if you ever found a guy that really wanted to coach the Oilers, this was a guy that really wanted yeah, to coach the Yeah, and you know what, the challenge is perfect because he's got nothing left to, to prove, per se. I mean, he's got lots, right. of, op he's got lots of opportunity to prove uh, a lot of great things. And, uh, you know, I loved his comment about trying to, you know, worried about staying awake for the third because it's, <laughs> he hasn't stayed awake in the West. This is a guy that, okay, he's kind of been on in not self-imposed retirement it was forced retirement and uh, I don't think there's any question of his resolve or his energy to be the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers and I do think that you know it's a unique situation there aren't many times you know unless you are an established coach 
where you can coach the team the way you feel you need to coach the team. And I would say that's part of the discussion that happened on Monday morning with Peter Shirelli. And because listen, Hitch knows that Shirelli's under the gun. Hitch knows that there's a good chance, you know, they probably have to at least win one round if he's going to stick around here, or even if Shirelli's going to stick right. around here. So at that stage and at that time of who you are as a coach and what you've accomplished, now you can just say, I believe that this is the way it's going to go, and I'm going to coach that way. And there are not a lot of coaches that don't look over their shoulders a little bit and yep. you know have some trepidation of maybe being hard or being the way he feels he should because he's worried about keeping his job or you know staying the long course. And, and that's a really unique situation. And quite frankly, for the personality and the style that Hitch has, that, that's a perfect scenario for him. Craig, one more thing. I'm not an ageist. I mean, Hitch grew up... Uh, you know, in Edmonton, working at United Cycle, dreaming of the day that he could be an NHL head coach. And he, yep. you know, he one of his mentors was Claire Drake. Claire did not believe in breaking kids down and building them up. That is not how he coached. Uh, he was 30 years ahead of teams when it came to puck pressure on penalty kill. Alberta has pretty much played the same way for 60 years. Yep. You know, and, he, he, and, I, and I'm here to tell you, it's sacrilegious to say in this market, but Ian Herbers is probably the best coach the U of A's ever had because he's got a little bit of the Claire, uh, Claire Billy Moore's uh, uh, bent to him. But yeah. he's also got some do it. You know what I mean? And uh, and so that that pro, but it's it's the point I'm making about Hitch is he learned from Claire, and Claire never stopped learning. And when people never stop learning and they're older, they can keep getting better. And that's the final thing I'd like you to comment on. Yeah, well, I mean, one of the one of the great uh, moments I had uh, was during the lockout. We did a coach's uh, clinic up in Fort McMurray. And we had a little Winnebago that we took up with all the coaches on it. And Claire was sitting in there with Billy. And um, Hitch came up. And, you know, you have a lot of just – interesting knowledgeable people and uh, anybody who's ever been a part of coaching or been in at any level you know sharing ideas and taking ideas and listening and and learning is your biggest asset and and you have to be open to it and that's what i think i i loved about claire so much was just you know not overstepping his bounds or trying to preach anything but it's always an open story or an open idea and uh i think you know the the great learners learn till the till they drop dead, and that's when, you know, that's the only time you should stop. And I, I, I think Hitch has gone through a lot of different things and has a lot of those types of mentors, and this will be a unique opportunity for him. Craig, well stated. Where are you this week? I got Philadelphia and Toronto, so uh, back back east again. I have people from Philadelphia texting me as we speak. Uh, thank you, uh, Craig, for your time. We'll look forward to talking with you next week. We'll see where the orders are out then. All right, Bob. Take care. That's Craig Simpson. Some guests on our show receive guest certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Tell Rebecca Oilers Now sent you. And a reminder, we've got our new West travel, Oilers Now, road trips to Nashville and Vegas to see the Oilers play in two of the most exciting arenas in the NHL. These Oilers Now packages include airfare, accommodation, great game tickets, a private suite in Vegas, all your transportation. We'll have welcome receptions and parking at the Value Park, Edmonton International Airport. Limited space to get on these road trips to Nashville and Vegas. Call the travel experts at 
Newest Travel, 780-432-7446. Online, newesttravel.com. We are going to marry the brakes, come back around 107, and uh, we're going to re... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Play a conversation with Peter Shirelli. We'll get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.